Welcome to the Soul Grit Podcast. I'm Ann Taylor McNeese, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also love Jesus, and I'm passionate about all things gospel and therapy. I created Soul Grit to be at the intersection of mental health and Christian faith. Christ followers need a place to ask questions and get answers about mental health. Join me as we dive into real stories and real questions from people who want to honor God with their hearts, souls, and minds. Hey, welcome back to the Soul Grit Podcast. This is Anne, and I'm back here with Jess. Say hi, Jess. Hi, guys. We're back with a final episode in this little mini series about busyness and families and rest. And last week we had Lindsay Horncole on as a guest to talk about Sabbath. And today we're going to recap a little bit, just pull together our thoughts about what, what's been going on um, with our families and with this, this need to rest. And then we're going to offer you some tips on how to do it. So Let's go back, Jess, if you don't mind. Can you remind our listeners why we wanted to talk about this in the first place? <laughs> yeah, I think um, just, you know, this comes from our week two segment. So if you want to hear more about this, just head on back there to week two of this series. Episode um, but 61, the main point, 62. Episode 61, either one of those, because 61, yeah. we yeah. intro into this. And 62, we deep dive into the concept of how busyness really impacts not just um, us as individual people and how that um, type of stress can just really take its toll in our lives, but also how it can have a really negative impact on um, the family, including um, the couple as a married couple and the stress that that can take and how that can come out in lots of negative ways. Also on the children, like as just the children subgroup, how that can be impacted. And then as the family as a whole, it can just really be detrimental and harmful, um, on all of those different levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we came into this series kind of feeling that for our own families, the fall season schools back in session, the kids are doing sports, the, the busyness that we're feeling just in every direction just was not feeling right on our souls. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like I told you yesterday, I was like, you know, I feel like life is a perpetual um, statement of, well, I'll have more time when fill in the blank, this is over. (laughs) I'll have more time in the fall. Fall gets here and we find ourselves just swamped again. Well, I'll have more time when, um, you know, this sports season is over or when my kid is no longer involved in that or when that study's done, whatever it is you're involved in, I'll have more time then. And I said to you, I said, I can't wait until this is done because I'll have more time. And then I was like, that <laughs> is a pattern. <laughs> mm-hmm. I say that it just gets filled up or like I just completed a training and you said so does it feel nice to have that time back and I'm thinking the time is already used up the time just doesn't exist (laughs) yeah it's a I think that busyness is such a perpetual problem I know in our lives but I know also more than likely in our listeners' lives, because this is not just an individual family problem. I think it's a cultural dynamic that we're seeing too. 
And I know I've complained about baseball a lot during this little series, but, but we're right <laughs> at the end of the season and it's raining here today in Southern California, which is very unusual. And so we have to delay all of the playoff games, which <laughs> stretches the season out even more. And it's really sad when uh, you have to feel a little bit happy that your kid's team didn't do that well because now the season can be over mm-hmm. and mixed feelings. So we have two boys in baseball. One, one's team is already out of the playoffs. The other one's team is going to go all the way. We're pretty sure. And so we're feeling like this mixed. Oh, sad that your team didn't win buddy, but yes, we get that night back. And then on the other one, Oh yeah, your team's doing great, but Oh my gosh, two more weeks of baseball. <laughs> Yep. Yep. And these are conversations, you know, because I'm a baseball mom too. These are conversations I'm having with parents as well. So I know Mm -hmm. we're not alone in this idea of like, okay, like I want to celebrate with you that you're doing really well, but I'm so exhausted. (laughs) I need to be done. Or I want to commiserate with you, but I'm actually, there's a part of me really excited Mm -hmm. that we can rest now. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it can be really hard. So one other thing I wanted to bring up, we find it very, I don't know, fulfilling or um, encouraging when we listen to other podcasts or read other articles that end up hitting on the same things at the same time that Mm -hmm. like, like last year when I did the church hurt series, um, the Mars Hill podcast was coming out at the same time where um, Mike Cosper went through the whole um, arc of the story of Mars Hill and how it imploded. <laughs> and yeah. so um, he obviously is a full-time journalist and and did a lot more in-depth study on that. But it, it was very um, rewarding to me that I was going through this series. And at the same time, the spirit is doing some kind of work in other people to notice the same patterns at the same time. And and bringing about those conclusions and those connections together. So um, recently, I think it was last week, I, I listened to the Holy Post podcast with Phil Vischer and Sky Jatani, and um, Sky did an interview with Ruth Haley Barton, who is a writer in the area of spiritual formation. And she had a quote on that podcast where she talked about and she actually just released a book about Sabbath, which I'm like, that's perfect. Because yeah. we just talked about that on the Soul Grip podcast. <laughs> yeah. And she had a quote in there where she said, in our, our fast-paced uh, society, we only take rest and Sabbath when we have an injury or an illness or a crisis mm-hmm. in our family. And I thought, ooh, that's true, because you've, you've probably seen that when you go, 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 and then you get, you sprain your ankle, and then you're on the couch for a day, or you mm-hmm. um, get sick with COVID, and you're out for a couple of weeks, and that's the only time you rest. Yeah, it's like, you know, I just had a surgery, which is why I was out last week, and um, so I'm technically, and I'm using this word intentionally, technically <laughs> by my doctor, <laughs> I'm supposed to rest for eight weeks. Now that doesn't mean like totally sitting on my couch and doing nothing, but I had, I mean, it was a pretty significant surgery. And by the end of like the first week, so you're talking five days in at most, and that's counting surgery day. So really four, if we're being honest, I'm like, okay, I need to be getting up. I need to be doing something. So I think even when we do have 
injury or were forced by God to rest, Mm -hmm. even then, like the flesh fights that, right? Like it is so hard for me, even when I know in my head I should be resting Mm -hmm. and I should very loosely, but Mm -hmm. I should be resting that that's the best thing for me right now. I still even struggle then and like want to fight against it. Isn't that an interesting part of human nature, I guess, Mm -hmm. or culturally, I'm not sure. I think it's probably human nature of just like feeling like we always have to fill up our time or um, be doing more. Like what we're doing in that season is enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, in episode 63, I believe I recapped the book, The Intentional Family by Bill Doherty. And some of the tips that I shared in that episode might be really helpful in terms of making choices that you, the hard choices that you need to make to make sure that your life and the life of your uh, family, your children, your marriage, that it's going in the direction that you want to, because, um, as I stated from the book, that families become entropic, meaning they they scatter, they go in a direction like the path of least resistance. They don't necessarily get to where you want them to go unless you actually work at it. And the funny thing is working at it in terms of the family means taking the time to rest. It yeah. means taking the time to make choices that foster connection and not scattering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. There is an irony to that kind of thought of um, how work involves rest, you know. And I often will say the most productive thing that we can do, oftentimes, is to rest. Mm-hmm. And how rest doesn't necessarily mean like sitting on the couch, staring off into space, and doing nothing, right? Um, I think it it can look, it's not just sitting and doing nothing. I think we get misled when we think of rest as doing nothingness. Yeah. Um, so I think that's an important piece too. So Jess, what are some of the things that you would want to do either just for yourself or with your family on a day where you're highlighting rest? Yeah, I think for me, rest um, looks like the freedom. And I know we've talked about this a little bit, the freedom to be more creative and lighthearted with our time. Um, For me, I'm very type A, my personality (laughs) structure. And so I do really, really well with a schedule, but sometimes can adhere so heavily to that. that. Like you said, it gets filled up really quickly. And then the capacity to be creative is lost. And so, and even in that, like, it's not just like arts, but like playing board games Mm. and, you know, sitting down and creating a meal together, eating that meal, enjoying it, like just slowing down um, to the point that we can be present with one another. So it's not necessarily um, about a certain activity, but it's more about, Um, a present mindedness, a slowing down the processes to really be able to fully embrace the moment that we're in for that time. Yeah. I noticed this past weekend that we were kind of at a loss for what to do with our time. If we're not running errands, doing Mm -hmm. household chores, doing yard work or Mm -hmm. shopping, (laughs) being consumers, Mm -hmm. What do we do with our downtime? And we didn't actually 
know what to do. Uh, my kids, of course, would like to be on screens, but that didn't seem right either. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up taking a walk out on the hills behind our house on Sunday afternoon. I think that was a highlight for me and being together as a family, being outside, the weather was great. And then we thought, well, um, let's do another activity together. And we wanted to have a family bake-off where we divided like teams in the family. One parent was a kid, you know, and that ended up being mommy and daddy baking things that we didn't want to bake and the kids wandering off, not doing the bake off. <laughs> yes. So. It sounds so good in concept, doesn't it? But yeah, that one, that one was not a win. I would say for this, this particular Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, like relearning some new kinds of activities, like, like I would love to do art together or on my own. Um, that doesn't feel like something I'm even accustomed. Like, I, I don't know how to sit down and do it anymore. No. Well, it's like we talked about, I don't remember which episode, but we talked about earlier, just how, um, you know, one of the costs to busyness is um, we were talking about specifically with our children and how it can, it can become very difficult for our children to learn how to handle boredom. Mm-hmm. And it's in bored moments that creativity is sparked, right? That our imagination is able to really grow and develop. Um, And what you're talking about here is that happening on a family level, right? Like you found yourselves bored, Mm -hmm. so to speak, because your time wasn't filled. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, what do we do? And what I love about what you're saying is even though the bake-off seemingly was a failed attempt, it was to me good information, right? Yeah. To say, and not even like that was, that's not ever a good idea, but maybe yeah. that that needs to take place on in different circumstances, right? right? So I think um, what I learned from that is I looked at the amount of time we had in the afternoon and I thought we can definitely do two activities. We can mm-hmm. do a walk and we can do a baking thing. Yeah. And we'll, what I really should have done was less is more. Let's just enjoy uh-huh. the walk and save the baking yeah. for the rainy day or yeah. something like that. Like just don't try to plan as much just because you think you have time for it. Yeah. Like it's okay to just do the walk and then let's just see what happens. Right. And and it kind of speaks to how we can go into this really with good intentions. Right. Mm-hmm. And the outcome just is not what we had anticipated mm-hmm. and really reflect on that as like you just did, like that's really a learning opportunity, not a like, well, that didn't work out. So it's better to just be busy because that was uncomfortable. And you even talked about this like idea of, you know, doing art. And I know your family loves the creative arts. It's one of my favorite things about visiting you, (laughs) (laughs) fuel my, my artistic side. Um, but you know, this whole idea of you're like, I don't even know how to sit down and do that anymore. That's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that we, and we talked about this with busyness, like part of the, the reason why we find ourselves so busy is to avoid Mm -hmm. that discomfort. And if we can learn to press into it and say, it's going to be awkward, we're going to fumble the ball. Sometimes it's, you know, it's not always going to go perfectly smoothly and it's not always going to be easy to do this. Um, and so it comes back to that, like, it doesn't have to feel good to be good Mm. (laughs) Um, or 
get comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's another yeah, that's another common phrase. I'm sure you'll hear more often here, but both of those like pressing into the discomfort can be really important. That's where the growth happens. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. If you've listened to the Soul Grip podcast for even one episode, you know my guests and I believe that when we integrate the power of God with the wisdom of modern psychology, we get supercharged healing, change, and growth in counseling. As a Christian therapist, however, I realize that there are many practitioners out there who are personally Christians but don't know how to integrate their faith into their counseling practices. That's why I created the e-course, Faith Integration for Therapists. In this premium five-module course, therapists who love Jesus will learn everything from understanding their calling to marketing their practices to Christians to adapting evidence-based interventions to honor our faith. You can learn more about the online course at www.soulgritresources.com courses and send an email to info at soulgritresources.com to receive a discount code. So Jess, what other tips would you share for families who are trying to incorporate more rest into their mm. weekly, daily schedules? Yeah, I would say um, it's it's a balance between being intentional about the rest, but not putting so much pressure mm. on what the rest looks like. There's a bit of a um, irony to that, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> like when we're like, oh, I I know that. So we say we set this goal of resting more, um, and so we're like, okay, we're going to be intentional about rest, and then all of a sudden we put all this pressure on what rest is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I think there are is that tip of like being okay with the not knowing what to do, like being okay, learning to like embrace that discomfort is probably my biggest tip. Having just different ideas, being willing to try new things, not with the expectation of the outcome, but just to be like, let's just see what happens Mm -hmm. when we do this. I call those experiments because it lends to that idea of I'm not trying to push a certain outcome. I'm just trying to see what happens with our family because what works for your family might not work for my family. Um, And what works for my family might or might not work for another family. So we can't really go off what, well, this family is doing this, that worked great for them. So of course it'll work for us. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that cut and dry because we're so, there's so many different individuals involved in that. So part of the process is embracing the curiosity. I think of learning who each other is in this time in life. Right. And just taking more of a, I don't know. I think we could benefit from just taking more of a curious stance of just like, let's just see. So yeah, that's what I think. What do you think? Do you have, Uh, well, I think as over the last month or so that I've been trying to implement like a Sabbath day on Sunday, like every time it feels like, well, that was clunky or (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that didn't go. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. like I'm more I'm feeling more anxious on like Friday and Saturday to get things done so that I can have Sunday free and then Sunday may or may not like turn out happy and pleasant for the whole family, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I'm learning from that is that it's a practice. It's not um just like a, a light switch that you flip on and like, okay, no, I do Sabbath, you know, it's more like, okay, taking the learning experiences and maybe this Sunday, it only really for these four hours did it feel like rest and the rest felt like a hustle. And so maybe next week we can have five hours that feel like rest mm-hmm. and, you know, 
Yeah, I kind of love taking it from a lens of like training. You're training Sabbath. You're training rest, right? And I don't know of, why we would think that that would be different from any of the other commands that God gives us. <laughs> yeah, right? Or training at all. Yeah. 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 Like, like I'm, the kids have been going through the Ten Commandments and I'm thinking, okay, well, I have to remind them all the time to honor, honor your father and mother or <laughs> like, or yeah. not to be envious or <laughs> not to... Um, say falsehoods like i'm we're, we have to practice those things mm-hmm. to get good of them just because of sin you know and because yeah. the the environment that we're in so i think the practicing the sabbath is that it's a practice yeah and i think that that even lends to that um reminder that it probably will never persistently be easy Right. Like there's never going to, I think as humans, we want that, right? Like we want to just like, maybe I'm projecting, we'll see, but (laughs) we want to like get to that like end goal of like where, okay, this is just like a well-oiled machine. We, that's what really our flesh wants is that like autopilot living. Like I'm just, this is how things are. Um, And God in his great kindness doesn't really allow us to stay in that very long. He'll shake things up for us because in autopilot, we check out anyway, different story, different day. But I think we want to get to that just where it's like, yeah, I'm I'm just doing Sabbath and it's great. And I'm kind of in Mm -hmm. this really good routine and that's where I'm going to stay. Yeah. But what you're really talking about here is setting the expectation appropriately to say it probably always will require some level and probably different levels and different seasons of intentionality, Mm -hmm. even now. So now, like I said, I'm recovering from surgery. And so I've been forced into a rest season. And even now I still have to be intentional Mm -hmm. with rest. Isn't that funny how that works? So I think we look at some of these people who are kind of like our modern day experts on Sabbath, like uh, listen to the John Mark Comer podcast, like Jefferson Bethke, um, like that Ruth Haley Barton book. Like there's some people that, or even uh, Priscilla Shire did a, the Bible study breathe a long time ago. Um, like I've read all these works and I think, wow, these people must be like experts on Sabbath. So if they're, and they're telling us how, like every time they get to that seventh day, it feels like Christmas. (laughs) So I feel like there's like this pressure to like get to the good. Mm -hmm. Like if they can do it, so can I, and maybe I haven't fully, understood like the the work that it took to get there or the the time that it took to uh, kind of get into a routine and then then I also struggle with uh you know how you interpret the bible and how, what you've heard all your life that you know like Jesus is gentle and lowly and that his burden is light and mm-hmm. so if if that's true, why do I have to work at it so much? You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah, then like, it if becomes, I yoke with him, it should just happen. Yeah, <laughs> like what am I doing wrong? And then that—that's a—that's mm-hmm. a lie that Satan uses to kind of get in there with shame and yeah. um, pressure to work harder and all of that. So it's—it's it's very difficult to tease out. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And I think that lie, I think that really can be at the root of also one of the barriers to why sticking with 
this Mm -hmm. is really difficult is because then we feel like we failed at it when it doesn't work. Even if we do kind of return back to it, say for a month or two months, and it's still, we're not in that, like you said, get to the good. Um, No, I think that, you know, that just really makes me think about how like this, the whole life, like we're not good at it and how, um, you know, we talked about the barriers of getting into Sabbath, but that can be a really big barrier of keeping with Sabbath because what happens is, is I think in our minds, Satan gives us that lie of after a month or two months, it's not happening. So then we're looking at other people who are saying, well, it's happening for them. So that must not be a truth for me. Mm-hmm. That must not be something available for me. So why try? Why am I putting in the effort for this? Because I'm not good at this. I'm not capable of this. I'm not able to to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that can make it really difficult too, right? So the idea of thinking it should be easy because, you know, I've yoked with Jesus and he's going to mm-hmm. guide the way. Right? So I'm, I'm on that path with him. So it should be easy. And then that lie of when it's not easy, then I'm something is and it's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so then therefore this might not be this rest path mm-hmm. might not be for me. Yeah. I'm seeing a whole other episode about, but not for me. <laughs> Mm, yeah that would be a really really good one let's dive in there in the future okay I think so yeah that'd be a good one so um just just to kind of overview and wrap up this whole whole series like yes we see you we know you are busy we feel it too and we don't think it feels good and we also see that if we don't do something about it there's a huge impact on our relationships and on our personal, mental, and emotional health. So we invite you to do what you need to do. We give you permission to say no and Mm -hmm. to maybe work out some of these lies that maybe, maybe the spirit's uncovering in you as you listen to this right now. And if that's a a lie you want to go talk to him about and ask him for the truth that's what he's already promised to do for you. And if it's something that you need a little bit extra support, as always, I'm going to tell you, go get yourself a therapist, (laughs) get yourself a trusted Christian counselor. That's going to be able to work through some of those lies with you, or maybe it's not even a lie, but it's just a behavioral pattern that you can't seem to change. But I encourage you to find a therapist. If you are um, a newer listener to soul grit and you don't know how to do that, go back and listen to episode three on how to find a Christian counselor. Um, it's our most listened to episode ever. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead and find those resources. I walk you exactly how to do it, whether you're using insurance or you're using um, your pain out of pocket. And depending on if you're, um, you need a certain specialty or you're doing telehealth or in person, I, I walk you through all of that in that episode. I would encourage that. And I would also encourage you just to take a stab at it. Take a, <laughs> Try out a Sabbath just for one week mm-hmm. and see, and it doesn't have to be Sunday. It can be whatever day you have a chunk of time mm-hmm. to devote to it and see how you feel. It's going to be uncomfortable and just yeah. ask the Lord what you want to do, what he wants to do for you in that time. As you set aside time to be different from all the other days. Yeah. And I'm always a proponent. And that is 
just take a really curious stance. And so what I mean by that is just go into it with a childlike curiosity. It's like, I'm just going to see like what's coming up for me, what's happening here, not with any type of judgment towards it, but just in to become more aware and to understand what's happening and then using that to go to the father and say, all right, what, what are we doing with this? Cause I know you have a plan for it. Can you help me figure this out? I have echoing in my mind, um, Jess and I have a mutual friend and mentor named Kara and she will say either you win or you learn. So either it's going to go good or didn't go good, but now you know something different you got to do. Yes. And Kara will also say one of my favorite things she'll say is yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. You can do this. Mm -hmm. You can. And in it with you. So yes, that's, that's right. I, yes. Okay, this <laughs> All is now the, the tribute to Kara Osborne. If you want to find more of her, she's on wellnesswitness.com and also the In It With You podcast. You can hear more of her encouragement. And I love the name there because, you know, Jess and I are, we're mental health professionals. We're in ministry. We're, you know, trying to live this life, but we are in the thick of it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. raising kids and doing just what you're doing, struggling with our own mental health, struggling with our our bodies and our our work patterns and our relationships. And so um, we're going to keep working at it. Yeah, because just like Kara says, you know, we are in it with you. So 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've mentioned a lot of good resources during this episode. So be, be sure to check the show notes and I'm going to put a list of other things you might want to check out there, whether that's a a book about rest or Sabbath, or if that's a, um, a podcast or just something for you to check out. So make sure you look at that. And, um, as always, Justin, and I would love it if you would interact with us on social media or send us an email to info at soulgritresources.com. And we'll, we'd be happy to, um, share your questions or create an episode just for you about your question, whatever it is, or just hear how this is encouraging you. So with that, have a great day. Yep. The Soul Grit Podcast is a production of Soul Grit Resources. You can find more at soulgritresources.com or on the socials at Soul Grit Resources. You can email me at info at soulgritresources.com.